Hello, and welcome to the podcast about Transformers comics, toys, and everything in between. I'm Onyx Prime, and with my two co-hosts here... Hi, I'm Computron. Hi, I'm Kilobyte. Moving on with our comic discussion for today's episode takes us to IDW ROM vs. Transformers. And, as always, spoiler warning. So if you haven't read it already, we highly recommend you go and read it and then come back and listen to the podcast. Now, onward. Both Computron and myself have read the series already, but this is Kilobyte's first time and we are excited to hear his thoughts about it. But before we dive into that, Computron, do you mind telling us some facts about it? Sure. Uh, so starting off with the uh, basics, the comic was released July 19th and its last issue was November 29th of 2017. Uh, the writer was John Barber and Christos Gage. And the artist, my favorite, Alex Milne and Josh Perez. So, down to some fun facts. In uh, Stardrive's room, there were some trinkets and toys by her uh, bedside table. Some of those included NX-01 and the NCC-1701 uh, from uh, Enterprise, the Starship Enterprise. Um, from Star Trek, of course. And then there was the Super GoBot action figure, Zemon. And a kabuki mask that would looks kind of like Amon from the Legend of Korra. Uh, Blitzwing has a pair of goggles on his helmet that evoke the design of his animated series counterpart. Uh, it is stated in the comics, but John Barber uh, said on Twitter that uh, Stardrive is actually from the Cybertronian colony Caminus, uh, which we'll kind of get into a little bit later. Uh, it kind of helps because it supports the uh, the blue Energon uh energon synthesizer uh color next to uh her uh recharge slab i guess if you want to call it that uh also sky blast is a direct import but upsizing of the uh armada series uh, minicon of the same name we also see viacon which is another nod to the uh, transformers prime series now uh other than that kilobyte do you mind giving us a short summary of these comics Will do. These comics center around the characters from IDW publishing Transformers titles, meeting characters from the IDW ROM series. Uh, the series takes place in the little explored post-ancient pre-modern era after the 2017 ROM annual, but before infiltration. Uh, we follow the story of Stardrive, a new character to the Transformers world. We take a journey of self-discovery as Stardrive learns of her past and of her people. This information was taken from the wiki. Of course, you know, it's nice to learn about her and just not see her until I don't know how long. Oh yeah, this is the first time we see her and then we don't see her again until like almost the very end of this entire marathon that we're in. That's what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should we get started? Yeah. We shall. So, uh, to give this an idea of when this takes place, this takes place a long time after primacy and then just before infiltration so it's around the 1830s and 1840s uh what's your thoughts on the giant time jump guys uh i feel like it's just uh, something for them to kind of link to hearts of iron too i mean it's just like okay we gotta get the ball rolling here we can't you know spend the whole entire comic series talking about the civil war that's just my thoughts on it hearts of iron can you explain that a little bit the uh the comic book hearts of iron i think that takes place during the hearts of steel 
Hearts of Steel, I'm sorry. Yeah, Hearts of Steel, which takes place around the same time, if I'm not mistaken, because it's about the expansion to the west of the US, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not my favorite comic. Spoiler. <laughs> I think uh, it's cool seeing uh, how things are after kind of like the Civil War has ended a little bit and everybody's kind of like gone in different directions trying to uh, kind of get resources again so that they can continue. Uh, and so um, I, I like uh, kind of deviations of just seeing war kind of because here we see a whole different story focused on just a couple of characters. So that's always good. Right. And it's a small handful of characters. Yes. <laughs> right. So I guess speaking of characters, this is the first time, I know I mentioned this before, the first time we see Star Drive, and the, the first time I saw her as well. Uh, I think she's amazing. It's a great design. It may not be the best story written for her, but I really enjoyed like her thought process and kind of like coming to understand of like, I guess her background, not her background necessarily, but where she comes from. Like she's a, a, a strange being on another like planet yeah on another planet and it i don't know it just kind of that's the parts that are interesting to me in this story yeah no and and she's she's a string being in a different planet but everybody knows about uh what she is and where she comes from except her right so it's exactly. more it's more of just we know what where the where she comes from but she doesn't so it's now the journey of her trying to figure out where that comes from and that realization that uh, there's more of her out there and kind of her origins. So I think that's that was a, a, a fun I kinda, journey. Yeah. I kind of like hearing all the other uh, opinions of what all the other races thought of the Cybertronians. Right? Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, like, literally everybody hates them. Yes. Well, they bring war everywhere. All of them kind of didn't. Well, maybe maybe the Galactic Order, but like not all of them thought that they were in a civil war because you remember when Ron was having like that thought process of like how can a race go into uh, galactic travel but not first pass the step of global unification? Right, right, and it's kind of jarring to him, right? Because he thinks all Cybertronians are the same. It he doesn't know those two factions, that, though, right? Because yeah. like it separates like the organic beings from the mechanical beings because it's almost like it's just something given to the mechanical beings that it they would you know be able to explore uh space a little faster right that's to me that was interesting like because like they they had like the step process and that <laughs> only worked for organics yeah. um well the, the 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 rum knights uh were also are also part of a group where they're always the order yeah, it's an order. They've been unified for how many? I don't know how many years. I would say millions. And so, uh, and so they they only know like unification in a way. And so they're uh, I don't want to say that they don't think by themselves, but they just have they have like a code that they follow. So I feel like they don't have a lot of say in many of the things that they do. Yeah, kind of jumping around here. One thing that we kind of see in the comics is um, we kind of see that you know we meet the diorites i'm gonna kind of start there yeah um, um so when we first meet the i don't say when we first meet them um when we first meet an interaction to the diorites and the subtronians 
it's of course you know Starscream you know trying to make a deal with them well actually it's the other way around it's them trying to make a deal with Starscream and trying to convince Starscream to help them right because um they, they found like one of those their own kind had like some sort of energon synthesizer that could help uh propel uh the energon shortage that the cybertronians are facing and there's a few things i kind of we kind of need to like process here the first thing i want to talk about is that uh how the the dire race were showing the cybertronians uh, about the one cybertronian that uh is still alive working with the soul star order is they're using magics and it just didn't seem compelling enough for the decepticons to want that even though the magic's kind of is just something that i guess is kind of beyond understanding or whatever but like they're like oh yeah cool you have magics but i want that energon synthesizer i'm like wait 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 a minute here <laughs> that's not even a slight bit curious for you <laughs> it is it is starscream making this deal to be fair and he doesn't care about a lot of things right he just wants to either show he's better than the other decepticons by getting a energon synthesizer which like sure there's some alternatives but it would make him that much better than everyone else if he brought one of those quote-unquote home and shockwave still trying to develop this technology i mean like true but like the the, the magic is like this big ambiguous thing right so like what, what mm -hmm. if you could have used that to make energon or whatever? right no no completely <laughs> well starscream has always uh, well, most of the incarnations I've seen, he, he kind of wants the power, right? He wants to lead the Decepticons and take it away from Megatron. But getting this magic, since nobody knows what it's capable of, capable of so it doesn't have a value, I feel like, in their eyes. So uh, sure. the Energon synthesizer, since they're running out of Energon, is more valuable than uh, a resource that they don't understand. And so that could have been a something that he just thought about as he was doing the, the treaties, like... That that's interesting, but I feel like that's not gonna gain me popularity with the rest of the Decepticons because I don't know what it's capable of. I don't know if it's even useful for what we sure. want. So it's like I'd rather have this that I can prove, hey, I'm the best. I I got this and you didn't. And then right. I got this random stuff that I don't know what it does. <laughs> and speaking of Starscream, throughout this comics, he is Starscream on point the whole time. Little quips here and there is just fantastic. Like, I think the first time he runs into Stardrive and one of the diorite race are saying something along the lines like, see, there's a Cybertronian over there amongst, like, these other aliens who, by the way, are not, like, very tall. And Starscream goes, it's like, you know what? I can actually tell which one isn't six foot tall and made of flesh. <laughs> I mean, it's not just Starscream with the quips, right? It's oh, yeah. Ultra Magnus that's pretty quippy himself. Oh, yeah. It's just packed with the good stuff. And, uh, yeah. Um, well, there's a, there's a scene where uh, Starscream uh, helps. Uh, I think it's Ramjet and... Uh, who's the other one? Blue one. I forgot the his Dirge? name. Dirge, Dirge, yeah, Ramjet yeah. and Dirge, and he says, "I like I, I'm always saving you guys. I, I wish you were like Thundercracker and Skywarp. Now those are real seekers. Pity I have to do make with the B team. It's like wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's rough. Starscream so. on point the whole time. 
<laughs> I think uh, with that, um, I was curious on what you guys' uh, thoughts on uh, the Ultra Magnus that we, we kind of see in this comic. Yeah, the Ultra Magnus we see is... can't remember if this is the first time we're seeing him in a series or not, but he's very, like, strict to the rules. Very, He's more of a shoot first, ask questions later kind of Ultra Magnus. At least that's the sense that I got from him. Yeah, because, like, I feel like when we first got introduced to him, you know, he was attacking a Decepticon ship, and, like, it, you know, the ship got blown up, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I was saying earlier, like, he he has quips of his own. Uh, Bumblebee was, he told Bumblebee to, you know, grab a gun because they're going to go see if everyone lived through the uh, explosion. And Bumblebee's like, why do we need guns for a rescue mission? And, like, his immediate response was to make sure no one lived through the Right. <laughs> it's a very violent Ultra Magnus, this one. Yeah. That's good. Does, does this well, sound like the same Ultra Magnus from like Autocracy that was sparring with uh It kinda doesn't. It sounds like a total different one, but maybe it is. Uh, I, it's it's kinda unclear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this one's more of uh let's complete the mission and then I don't care who gets in the way, I'll take them out. Kind of, right. kind of mentality like he he has a code but it's like mission first everything else later kilobyte one of your favorite favorite all-time yes minicons uh, are in uh, this explain yeah. explain a little bit of that uh, okay so for the listeners out there uh, i started watching or enjoying transformers in armada and the first part of armada it's all about minicon of the week and so i, I fell in love with that gimmick and I, I loved the the Star Saver, the Wrecking Blaster, and uh, the Skyboom Shield. And so in this comic, they have Skyblast, which is part of the Wrecking Blaster. And I'm like, yes, a Minicon. Woo, I get to see him in action. And then the next scene, he's gone. And it's like I was happy for two seconds, and then they took it away from me. And I'm like, this is, this is very sad. They, they didn't just take it away from me, man. <laughs> yeah, they took it away in the most terrifying way. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Speaking of terrifying ways, a similar thing happens to this version of Ultra Magnus. And I am in love with the design of that transformation. What's your guys' thoughts? I think we can spoil a little bit what happened. Should we? I think I think we can with Ultra Magnus for a little bit, but not the end. Okay. Well, um, you go ahead. Well, the Ultra Magnus here gets uh, infected, I would say, by one of these dire wraiths, and so they've taken control of his body, and it's been mutated. So he, okay, he I'm gonna, very savage. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here, like, because it is probably like one of my favorite symbols is like the Wraith Autobot symbol that takes over uh, Ultra Madness's uh, symbol. And it looks cool. It looks oh, really yeah. cool to me. Like, now that it's like my second time reading this, I'm like, man, I kind of need to put that symbol somewhere. What do I want to put? <laughs> oh yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a cool design. And we can see this in a lot of, in the future, when we get to like the More Than Meets the Eye series, the Autobot symbols and Decepticon symbols will mimic the character's personality in that moment. So, like, for an example, I guess Ultra Magnus is a perfect example because we see it here where he, he's taken over by a Dire Wraith. And so the 
the insignia looks the part, right? Yeah. And then, exactly. like in the future, we see Ultramagnus like angry or he's concerned about something, and the expression on the badge will mimic his. State. Yeah, his yeah, state his, of mind. His emotional state, yeah. yeah. I kind of want to say it, that happens a lot in Alex Milne drawings. Exactly. Like, they'll, they'll be definitely be, be like a lot of uh, expressions. I really like, enjoy I that. anywhere else, right? Well, I feel like that it's a, a good way to like storytelling with the art, you know, because uh, you, you see the expression on the character, but since, like in this case, he's been mutated by this wraith, then you see all of him mutate with uh so now he's uh his savage emotion is thrown shown like throughout his full concept and everything so i think that's a, a very good way to convey the this is no longer the ultra magnus <laughs> you knew this right is something completely different yeah so one thing i kind of want to kind of touch into and you know uh kilo you know i'm gonna take it advantage of the fact that you still haven't read the whole entire comic book series yet so onyx you know you and i have read the series and everything and mm -hmm. one thing that i've noticed is, is like later on there's going to be a scene and we're going to see and i'm not going to try to add any more spoilers or say what comic it's from but there's going to be something that looks like z zombie robots okay right and i think you know what i'm talking about because it's i have a feeling I'm, a drawing that Alex Milne has made and the drawing looks almost the same art style almost completely yeah it's the same art style that he uses for these uh dire wraith hybrid cybertronians and so I'm looking at that and there's like one specific scene that's in my mind and it's when Skyblast is taken over and it looks like he's just lunging forward towards the reader almost and that's almost the same posture from a, a comic that we're going to see later. And I'm like, oh, this looks cool. I know what you're talking about. It's not the zombie robots, but I'm not going to say what it is because then I'll spoil no, I'm it. it. I'm not saying yeah. zombie robots. I'm describing yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. But yes, I'm excited to hear Kilo's reaction to that later. <laughs> we're well, just giving him a list of stuff <laughs> to keep track of. Right, yeah. just a list. Just every, a hard-coded list. Every single day that we talk, it's like, oh, this is going to happen, but we're not going to tell you anything. It's like, going to be Whoa. great. Yep. Oh, I do want to backtrack because I noticed this uh, the second time reading this. Both Starscream and this version of Ultra Magnus end up saying the same line. Uh, about organic inhabitants of planets when like they're getting ready to like either wipe out the population or something they both say they don't live very long anyway because the debate is should we wipe out the planet or should we not and i find that very interesting that these two characters say that it's not just those two characters right it's um there's another character i forgot uh, her name starts with an l um is it one of the ROM knights or yeah, Soul Star Star Order knights? Uh, it's the one that's constantly in argument with ROM. Oh yes, I'm really bad at their names. They're not yeah, robots, so I can't figure, I can't do it. I'm trying to think of it. I can't remember the moment. It starts with a no. Let me let me. Right. It's like Iliana or something. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, um, so they they had the the ship blow up and it's getting ready to make planet fall with in fact that would could possibly infect the planet with diarrhea. So I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna 
kind of go into too much detail and like her immediate thought was is this world must be raised and like ultramatis is like yeah i can see her logic right <laughs> <laughs> it's like really this dude's an autobot yeah well the, the the whole the whole mentality about that it's the dire race once they infect a planet it's very hard to uh get rid of them because they just kind of move from one host to the other and then kind of take over the whole planet so the only way to really get rid of a wraith is blowing it up <laughs> yeah but like you would think like if you're so used to fighting the species like you wouldn't necessarily just you would think they would be better than doing the all or nothing kind of mentality of eliminating um that race right because yeah. it's like every time she, we see them encountering dire wraiths like the first time we meet dire wraiths with um star drive and every time else you see this person say nope we gotta raise this planet nope we gotta raise this planet just kill them all kill them all kill them all. i'm like okay what's the difference between you and these dire wraiths they're just gonna be eliminating this population anyway i think star driving points that out at some point in the comic too yeah exactly yeah yep, yep. and that's that's kind of like the understanding like she has more understanding than they do like not understanding but more emotional uh a little bit more right. compassion a little way. bit more compassion yes more yeah. For, yeah 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 so there's not a whole lot left in this comic uh kilobyte do you have any last minute thoughts before we move to our next uh segment uh two things uh, yes. i i was uh when i read it there's a panel we see like a big battle that ultra magnus is uh, I think conveying something to Bumblebee, and so he's talking about the whole war. Mm -hmm. uh, and you see Optimus and Megatron fighting, and then you see a, a bunch of bots around them. Uh, there is a sound wave on uh, one of the panels that his design looks very cool. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but he's like in the edge of the panel, so he's. Uh, you don't see the whole design, but I, I do like how the his face looks. And, uh, the boombox speakers are on his shoulders, and they look like they have the mesh on it. Uh, but there's also a, another character, which uh, I think is Tarn, which we haven't met yet. Uh, I, I do know about him because I've seen some figures, uh, but I don't know his story. Uh, he does kind of look like Tarn, which I thought that was pretty cool. Well, you'll have to show me later. Oh, I'm yeah. curious. Yeah, well, we'll put it on the YouTube. Uh, yeah, we'll put it yeah, on the YouTube. I, I think it's Tarn. You can correct me if I'm not if I'm wrong, but it, uh, the, his face looks like the, the Tarn face. I uh, won't say much more about it. We'll cover that later. Yeah. Uh, and then it, the second thing I wanted to just a Decepticon symbol, essentially. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, kind of like the yeah. Uh, yeah. I was, was going to say kind of like Soundwave, but yeah. yeah. If you get it right, you it's get a rock star. <laughs> Woo! My yeah. first rock star. <laughs> uh, well, don't celebrate yet. We got to check. <laughs> well, uh, the second thing I wanted to say was uh, Star Drive's design. I really enjoy it, and I really like it. I do like her colorings after. Uh, she removes the 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 soul soul stars soul polaris uh, yeah. colors because they, they the, the the knights they kind of wear like a like an exo suit kind of thing that uh, goes over their body and that that's how they get their weapons and everything. So she has one of these on, and then once she removes it, she has uh, another her her natural colors, which I enjoy. But I also like uh, she's a triple changer, so she has a vehicle uh, a ground vehicle mode and a and a aerial vehicle mode. And for those, they kind of remind me of the Galvatron from the, the Cybertron series. Oh yeah. Uh, so uh, I think those those look pretty cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna differ on one part there. I like the Chrome design more. 
I like the crumb design more too. Uh, <laughs> I find it so plain though. Just I like the blues. It looks the blues are cool. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it looks to me like you know, uh, not necessarily vibrant, but um, how do I want to say this? But like the chrome and red, like it looks like. Like the color, well, one, it's the Soul Star Order, but like every time I read like something about ROM, the first thing I, I think of is that robot from the day they were stood still. It's got this <laughs> really cool gray and red eye lasers. And I'm like, I really like that color combination. And like the way they displayed it on uh, Star Drive, I really, really liked. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we wrap it up there? We shall. We shall. All right. So, uh, on other segment where we're talking about. In between, the in betweens. <laughs> so, our next episode is going to have a special guest. Uh, their name is Hexmus, and they will be doing a Q and A with us on the D and D podcast. So, if you're interested in that, tune in. We'll also be reading Transformers Infiltration next. We also have some really cool news. On top of that, we'll be increasing the frequency of videos we send out so we'll be reading each uh how we want to say this guys we'll be reading a little bit more we'll be uh, covering more more issues yeah, exactly. right so stay tuned to that oh we'll have our keychain giveaway winner announced next time yeah that's coming up june 19th yes. uh follow us on twitter at swerves bar facebook Words Bar Podcast and Instagram. Uh, we don't have any emails today, but if you're wanting to send us an email on like either correcting us on or something or tell us whatever you want, it is swervesbarpodcast at gmail.com. We also have a website, swervesbarpodcast.com, where you can stay up to date with the latest episodes or see what platforms we're on. We also have an archive section for both our podcasts. So uh, if you're ever feeling like you fell behind, it's a good place to start. Yeah. And we want to send our appreciation to you guys, the listeners. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you so much. Who wants to send us out this time? <laughs> I went last time, but I can do it again. I'll, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Till all are one. Till all are one. Till all are one.